I'm excited to welcome you to Live Healthy Naturally, a podcast about how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm Dr. Samya Sridharan. You can find us on all major podcast hosts, including Google, Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. In today's episode, let's talk about our children's diet. This is such an important topic um, because more and more parents are not even concerned about their own health, but they are more concerned about their children's health. And obviously, children's health starts with a very good diet. A lot of parents are concerned about it because they are not sure if they are providing the right kind of nutrition to their kids. Um, if they are actually giving them the best possible opportunity to health. And I completely understand. I'm a parent, so I understand how hard it can be, especially because there's so much information out there, right? You know, we hear that this is bad, that is bad, this is good, that is good, and so on and so forth. And we think we are doing good, sometimes we are not. And then there is another person that says, no, oh no, whatever you thought was good is not good anymore. So it is so controversial and it can be really hard to make a decision uh, at this time and age with an uh, information overload. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, the diet as well as what actually is healthy for kids. Um, so they're, not only am I going to talk about what uh, components of their diet should be and uh, also about how to actually make them want to eat these things, right? So. I want to ask you a question though before we go into that. Uh, is there a belief in you that uh, kids can eat anything at any time versus adults? Do you believe that uh, adults should actually watch what they eat, but kids don't have to? They can eat any kind of junk foods because kids kids have to be kids. Is that something that you believe in? From and also then we can actually talk about um, how that thought process or belief can actually affect how we uh, parent, how we actually tell our kids what they need to eat and what we feel about. Because um, one of the things that I've often noticed in my practice is that uh, they'll say that, you know, kids, my kids eat a lot of cookies, they eat a lot of candies as well as pastries, but I feel bad that they only get to eat these things now. So I let them. This is what a lot of parents tell me because, you know, they feel like, okay, if they miss out on this opportunity for them to indulge in junk foods now, when they get to be old, they'll never be able to enjoy these things. And they'll always have to be aware and careful on what they put in their mouth. So this is something that I hear all the time. One thing that I've realized as an adult that I never understood as a child was that nutrition is important, but more vital than that are good habits. So of course, as a kid, I never understood that, you know, uh, I'm eating because it's going to give me good nutrition. It's actually going to nourish my body. I never understood all of those things. I didn't eat well because that was required of me or because my parents told me how much vitamin B I was getting or vitamin C I was getting or vitamin D I was getting and E I was getting. All of this thing doesn't matter uh, to a kid. So we can talk to them all day about health and how vital it is they eat nutrient-dense foods but it wouldn't matter to them as much because when I was a kid, if it didn't matter to me, I don't think that it would matter to them as much. And another thing is that we humankind typically are very myopic and we can only see things in our near future. So if there is donut or ice cream in front of you, you know, it would be so hard for you to actually think of the nutrition in it and only choose to put that in our mouth. If that was the case, I think every uh, ice cream store, 
uh, every donut store would have been closed by now. They'd have gone out of business. So that is not the case. So definitely they kind of, uh, you know, get the better of us. Um, so we only think about the taste of foods that is in front of us. And we regret many a times as adults after eating it. But kids don't do that. They actually don't regret those things. They actually enjoy eating it and they crave more of that. So uh, that's the reason why I want to kind of point this out. It's imperative that we teach good food habits to our kids more so than nutrition so even though we all want to tell our kids that oh you need to eat this much protein this much carbohydrate this much fat and all of that uh, more important than that is that we actually teach them good food habits so how do we do that typically when we actually make them eat wholesome food as a habit they'll grow up to be adults who knows why they did that and it'll be also easier for them to continue doing so so again, when I go back to my childhood, um, my dad used to often say when I was young, um, they, my parents, you know, it was always wholesome food. We ate uh, pretty much, you know, uh, everything like, you know, whole grains, we ate lentils, beans, vegetables, fruits, all of the different kinds of things, you know, that's really good for you. So we ate all of this and it doesn't matter in what shape, what form, what color it comes in. My dad often used to say that if you really like it, you will take another serving. If you don't, you're going to finish off the one serving that you have on your plate. So first, yeah, we absolutely didn't care for it. You know, we were really upset first, my sister and I. We used to think that, you know, our parents are just, you know, torturing us. But then, you know, we just ate it. We never really, after a certain point in time, first it was a little hard probably. But then after that, we realized that this was normal. And we just ate whatever was on our plate. And now as an adult, you know, every time I go back to it and think about it, I'm so thankful that they did that. Because I, we ate every vegetable on the planet. We ate every fruit, right? We didn't complain about this fruit. We don't like this vegetable. We don't like, we just ate anything and everything. Of course, you know, there are some things that we didn't particularly care for, but those we ate less of, but we still ate them. And as an adult now, I'm so thankful for that because now I eat every vegetable. You know, I don't have any difficulty in, you know, choosing one vegetable over another. Even when we, for example, I moved from, the, from India to the United States. And when I came here, there are so many different vegetables that I, you know, came across for the first time. We didn't have broccoli when I was growing up in India. So broccoli was a vegetable that I came across first year, or as well as Brussels sprouts. And when I came across these vegetables, first it was, you know, not within my comfort zone of eating this. But then again, because I was so used to eating so many vegetables, we tried it. And we have made that into a staple in our, in our diet. And we all do this as adults. And the reason behind that is that our parents actually put that in us that it's important for us to be eating these nutrient dense foods without even telling them, telling us the whole reason of why we need to do it, but we just have to do it. And I'm also thankful that my dad did that because it has influenced on how I parent today and how my kids eat today. And I mean, I have two kids who are 11 and nine and they'll eat whatever I make for them. Not because they understand it's good for them as much, but because they are required to eat the foods. So that's how it started out, that they were required to eat it first. I said pretty much the same exact thing that my dad said, that you have to finish whatever is on your plate. Uh, if it's, you know, even if you don't like it, at least one serving. If you like it, we'll take more of it. And now it has become such a habit for them that they don't even question that. They just eat whatever is on their plate. And if they like it, you know, they'll be very happy about it and they'll take more of it. If they don't particularly care for it, they'll say, I'm done. But they are willing to try more and more and more different kinds of foods, which means that they're also deriving nutrition from all of these different foods. So if we feed our kids wholesome nutrition, 
it's not as important whether they eat 20 servings of vegetables and fruit today. But at the same time, it shouldn't have just one serving as well. It shouldn't be one serving as well. A serving for your child would be one handful for that particular child. So if it's a two-year-old, you know, whatever the size of the hand for that two-year-old is what one serving is. And if it's a five-year-old, it'll be that. And if you're an adult, then it'll be that. So depending on this age and the size of the palm, that's one serving for that particular child. So it doesn't have to be like a whole big, you know, refrigerator full of vegetables and fruits per day, does it? It's actually a smaller quantity than we think. But the more vegetables and fruits they eat, they are going to be it's going to be beneficial. But it's not just vegetables and fruits alone. It's also imperative that we give them whole grains, we give them um, lentils, we give them beans. And if you are a meat eater, then yes, uh, meats, fish, chicken, turkey, all of these in smaller amounts as well. So when plant-based nutrition uh, takes the majority of the diet and the animal-based ones to a smaller extent, then we actually get the best of both worlds. And uh, dairy milk, this is actually another one that's uh, always a uh, place where most people are conflicted because again, they have heard or they've grown up with the idea that dairy milk is really essential for children. And then now more and more and more research shows that it's not really. So is it or is it not? Dairy milk is not really essential after the age of two years. Milk itself in any form is not essential after two years. What I mean by that is whether it is um, oat milk or flax milk, or soy milk or almond milk or cashew milk, every kind of milk that is available today, it's not really necessary at all after the age of two. We just do it out of habit because we have relied so much on dairy milk. And if you are actually kind of taking yourself off of it, then you have to rely upon something as an alternative to it in order for us to keep going. But that is not really necessary at all. It is just you know something that we do out of habit rather than because we need it, because it's a necessity. It is not. So uh, and another thing is after the age of two, it will be helpful if they didn't drink as much milk or even completely cut it out because they're going to eat more whole some foods more varied types of foods than just get their caloric intake from milk because milk only has some things it doesn't have everything and especially in today's world with the way milk has been processed so many people cannot even digest milk and it can come in so many different forms like eczema uh, ear infections constant uh, you know colds recurrent infections um, so uh, strep throat all these kinds of things can be predisposed because they are not able to digest milk properly um, also another thing to know is the reason why we say that it may not be essential after the age of two is because milk makes things grow so I'm going to repeat that again milk makes things grow so if you look at a baby that's actually drinking milk it doesn't have teeth so that's the reason why we give milk to babies, whether it's human milk or, you know, formula, whatever it is. We actually give milk because they don't have teeth. So they cannot actually chew, digest foods and their digestive system is still very primitive. So we want to give them a form of um, food that's actually already pre-digested to a certain extent. So their body just needs to absorb most of the nutrient from it. So the mom does the job for the baby and the baby actually gets the food from it. But then as we actually start getting teeth, then you start feeding the kids solid. And the more and more and more we start feeding solids, the milk intake starts going down. And we do this on a regular basis. It's not something that, you know, I have to tell you. Every parent does it. Around the age of six months, when the baby starts uh, having teeth, 
the first two, second two, third two, third teeth, then they'll actually start giving them solids. So this is a normal process that we do. But for some reason, even after the kids get older, we never take them off of milk. So when you notice that, you know, when they are young, they actually grow a lot. As we get a little older, we actually stop growing, especially as an adult, we stop growing. We don't grow anymore, but it actually makes things grow. For example, if your child has enlarged tonsils, the child has enlarged adenoids, or even if they get sick often, they catch colds often, um, then it may be a good idea or even have allergies. It may be a good idea to completely eliminate milk. In adults, we see that, you know, uterine fibroids, cysts, all of these things can actually be caused by milk consumption as well. So it is vital that they actually eat different kinds of foods, but make it more of a habit. You know, we cannot expect them to want to eat better or want to eat wholesome foods. We have to teach them that this is something that we do, just like we do other things, even when they don't want to go to school. We don't tell our kids that you don't have to go to school if you don't want to. We tell them that, no, you have to go to school. Even if they don't want to learn, we tell them that, no, we, you have to learn. And then the love for it comes in. And the same thing is applicable for the diet as well. So parents, don't feel so bad about giving good foods to your kids. Because whatever you teach them early on is actually going to stick with them for the rest of their life. And one of the biggest challenges that I see in adults, for example, you know, so many people walk into our office and some of them actually want to lose weight. And when they do, they will always ask us to you know, give them a diet plan and so on and so forth. And when we put them on a diet plan, it's not something that we actually give them, you know, something that actually pretty much takes everything out. We actually want it to be a wholesome diet plan. And that is what we'll give them. But many of them struggle so much because when they grew up, they were raised on TV dinners. They were raised on frozen foods. Uh, they were raised on junk, you know, cookies and ice cream. And, you know, every day they would have desserts after dinner. So now I tell them that that shouldn't be the case. You shouldn't be eating desserts every day, every day after dinner. That actually becomes a struggle because we all go back to our childhood to seek comfort, to seek our comfort foods, the things that we did. We always go back to it. It is something that's very powerful. So if there is something that you can do for your kids is to teach them good habits. So when you teach them good habits, I assure you that they are actually going to take that and they're going to grow up to be an adult and they're going to follow it, even not because they actually want to do good for themselves, but because it's easy for them to do it. So this is actually something that you can do as a service. So if you feel guilty that you're not feeding your child dessert every night after dinner, then you're actually doing a service for them, not a disservice. So parents don't feel guilty about feeding good foods to your kids. Feel happy that you're doing it. Don't compare yourself with other parents who actually give uh, kids pizzas constantly and uh, hot dogs constantly and ice creams constantly. That is not nutrition. And the best thing that we can do as parents is to actually give our kids, kids the best opportunity to live and thrive. I know you have things to do and places to be, and you chose to listen to me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm Dr. Samya Sridharan, and it is an absolute honor to be heard by you. I hope you enjoyed and learned something from this episode. Show us some love and share with your friends and family. And be sure to tune into our next episode in two weeks. Much love and help. Until then.